Welcome to the Think Intentional Podcast, a conversation designed to help individuals become high performers in life, leadership, and nutrition. I'm Sergio Cortez. Today we have advice from Hannah. Hannah's passion and focus is empowering others to persevere through various barriers of life, to find their voice, and motivating them to succeed. Actually, wanted to share us uh, starting out how we first met because I think that's actually really funny because I and correct me if I'm wrong because I remember you uh, you messaging me and then uh, saying hey you know I really like your your content I want to you know share it on my page and I and I just remember thinking to myself I'm like is she trying to sell me like on her services like is she another like uh, like advertiser <laughs> Cause I get, I get so many of them every single day and I'm like, all right, well, how much do you actually charge for these services? And you're like, no, nothing. It's totally free. I just like your content. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's really refreshing. I just remember totally. thinking you're probably the most honest person I've met on Instagram. <laughs> oh man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know what? I, um, it's funny because everybody's always trying to make a dollar out of you online. And I'm just like, no, just do it for the love, for the vibe. And mm -hmm. just, you know, I really like your content. I wanted to feature you as my human features. And I was like, come on, let's go. Um, definitely, it's it, that's what I do. I just, mm -hmm. I like featuring humans and I like listening to stories. And I don't know why everybody automatically wants to make money off of something. Like, just let the passion guide you and the money's going to just pour in. Um, but just do it with your heart. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's all about the love, right? It is, it is, it is. I was so yeah. excited to feature you. I'm like, oh my God. And from it, oddly enough, from that <laughs> feature, from those 12 features, whoever said mm -hmm. yes to me, those are people that I'm going to invite on my podcast because you, you know me now. That was Perfect. kind of my, my, I gave my trick there for you guys. <laughs> That's kind of how I did it. Boy, why don't you, um, why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about who you are and what specifically you do? Well, my name is Hannah Salazar. I am from Toronto, Canada, and I'm the creator of the Instagram platform Advice from Hannah and now the podcast Advice from Hannah. And um, I decided to stay with the same name. But um, I kind of just provide motivation for, for humans to just push past adversity and do what makes them initially make their heart glow. Um, I am a creator of leaders. I've been doing that for a very long time. Um, I always, I'm always there for my family and friends and, and strangers even just kind of not, not coaching them kind of just, Hey, you can do this and following up with them. So I kind of took that passion and launched it online and I've been having fun ever since. Um, so that's kind of me. I, I'm the host of wisdom Wednesdays. So every Wednesday I put up a video of me, for a on minute giving my spiel and I am a huge lover of nature and I just love talking to people and getting to know them and hearing their stories um, because I feel like everybody has such an interesting story and yeah that's me and kind of a nutshell I'm just exploring this podcast podcasting world and um, I'm having a, I'm having a little time such a fun time how about you do your, do your viewers know about you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think uh, it, it took a while for me to kind of just develop uh, what, it, what it is that I wanted to, to specifically do. And I, I think now I'm just at a point where I really enjoy, uh, the, you know, I even commented about this recently to my followers, you know, the, the three areas that I just really enjoy the most are leadership in terms of leading yourself well when you don't really have a title. 
and then also developing emotional maturity. Uh, what, what are those specific steps? And I really like talking to other men about becoming a better man. And then what are the practical mm -hmm. steps towards that? So those are kind of the areas that I focus a lot as well. And um, I do it from a Christian perspective as well. So I, I include the Bible a lot. I include a lot of history and kind of just get a historical standpoint on some of the things that I discuss. But um, I wanted to ask you, though, how did you get involved in all this? Like, you know, motivational speaking and, and also coaching other people to be better leaders. You know, what was um, how, how did that start for you? Um, to be honest, it kind of happened organically. I like to think I it's funny how everybody always has like this story. But um, with with me, what happened was I was extremely frustrated at the fact that I couldn't get promoted in my corporate job. And um, I create all these, like, you know, everybody always comes to me for advice. And, I, you know, I've seen people that I've trained develop themselves and go into bigger roles. And I was just like, well, why can't I do that in this environment? And that caused me to change jobs so many times. And until, that, until last March, I was just like, hey, I don't need anybody to approve me to be a leader. I am a leader. I've always been a leader. Um, I don't need anybody to tell me that. And thus, advice from Hannah was born. Um, I decided just to go online, and I said, I'm going to give myself some time to develop my, myself online and initially launch my online consultation form um, because I, I realized with myself that all these years I'm changing jobs and, and trying to get promoted and doing all these things when I really should have just been working for myself um, because I, I always carry myself so well, and I never really need instruction. I just kind of get thrown on the field and sink or swim mentality has always been my thing. So I, I started doing that, and instantly, the minute I started doing that, like I, I launched myself online, I got called coach. I got asked to come speak. I've been reached out at by, by so many people asking me for advice. Last week, somebody literally just messaged me and said, I need you to coach me. I don't care how much you charge. I need you to coach me because I want to get here. And I've never spoken to this person before. And she reached out to me, like, I went to college with her, but I haven't spoken to her in, God, over eight, nine years. And she just reached out to me and instantly asked me to do that. So it kind of, it was kind of born out of frustration with myself not being recognized within the workforce. So I decided to give myself my own recognition. <laughs> and, um, wow. yeah, that's kind of where advice was. Congrats. Well, thanks, thanks. Um, it, it's something that, that just happened so naturally. And, and now a year later, I... I wish I would have started sooner, um, but it's been a big learning curve. And now I'm I'm developing um, a workshop and I'm having a podcast. And initially, I'm gonna I have a couple of projects in the works, and these are things that I just would sit there and dream of doing. And um, now they're just they the universe is just sending them to me, and um, I just I say yes to everything, and I figure it out <laughs> along the way. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, you're just uh, you're not making excuses. You're 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 doing what you love, and and this is just who you are. And and look, I mean, people are reaching out to you, so you're seeing evidence of the of the steps that you're making, uh, ultimately being the right the right steps and the right decisions. Absolutely. So, and and that's kind of uh, what our topic is is about today as well. I mean, obviously, it's about you know. Uh, developing emotional intelligence uh, in, in order to make uh, the right decisions that ultimately lead to the right actions. 
so one of the one of the questions that uh, I wanted to ask you before we even just dive into this subject is, why don't you go ahead and just give us a basic definition of what emotional intelligence actually is? I was so excited for you to ask me this question. Okay, so <laughs> emotional <laughs> intelligence is basically mm -hmm. you realizing your like your intention and your emotions and how it affects you and the people around you. Um, once you're emotionally intelligent, it everybody's different, so we all have different levels, but it's basically, like you had mentioned earlier, um, it's your maturity level to realize, you know what, right now, I'm upset. And I'm going to walk away from this because what I'm saying right now doesn't truly align with my purpose and my being. And speaking more will just make this situation into something that it doesn't have to be. Um, so it's, it's being, I guess, like, emotionally woke, uh, I call it, and um, just being in tune with yourself of what you bring and what you feel and how that makes the people around you feel and kind of gauge and pick up on the emotions of others. I'm huge on that. I'm always feeling what somebody else is feeling. Um, and you have to be empathetic, too. And I find that being emotionally intelligent, you're empathetic, you have extremely good social skills. Um, so meaning you can be thrown in any, any setting and you're, you're a star instantly um i i find that with, with myself i find that after all the research i was doing i was like oh my god it's true i you get thrown anywhere and you're just like hey it's me and you're just yourself <laughs> you're just yourself because you're you're so aware of your emotions and how you feel and how you act that it, it's kind of like your armor it's kind of like your <laughs> like you know it's you know it's your shield you know i know how to protect myself mm -hmm. because i'm emotionally in check and if a situation that out of my control happens, you can identify that really quick mm -hmm. and and kind of, you know, do your steps on how to diffuse the moment or, or what's going on. Um, I was actually looking, hold on, I have notes. I wrote down notes, I'm a good student. Um, I, <laughs> I was actually um, doing research and in like the 90s, uh, Daniel Goleman, he wrote this like New York bestseller books where he kind of broke down emotional intelligence and he's he basically like named it into five of the most self-awareness self-regulation um internal motivation so basically what which i'm you mentioned i'm motivated and so many people like recognize my motivation but it happens because i know my side of me the potential that i have and where i can go if i you know keep myself in check and, and i kind of know what's going on um the ability to feel empathy with others because I think that's so huge. Um, just feeling empathetic for another human because it's it's hard out here, Sergio. And you know what? If you can just recognize that somebody's having a not so good day or that somebody's not in a good spot, just acknowledging that to them may switch their day around. Like, oh wow, Hannah gets it. I may not fully understand, but I I kind of see where you're coming from. But if you can emotionally check in with yourself and like just realize, okay, well, I don't feel so good right now and this is happening because of the way that I'm viewing it. So let's change the scope and become more motivated and see what is the positive in this and how and what I'm learning. Um, and then the, the social skills, which is like a given anybody that's like, you know, emotionally intelligent can be in any setting and, and just thrive. Um, I think like a lot of actors, like Will Smith, I, I feel like he's really emotionally intelligent. Um, just based on the research that I did uh, last night. I'm actually a huge uh, Will Smith fan. I think he's a super, super talented person. I mean, just his music and his acting. Um, 
definitely someone I would probably consider emotionally intelligent as well, just based on the fact that they're so successful because you really can't be that successful unless you've learned how to persevere and use specific emotional qualities to sort of just get you there. Um, I want to ask you though, what were some of the specific emotions that you developed in order to pursue your passion? Ooh, that is a very good question. Um, I feel like I had to, in a sense, I had to do three, three things. Um, I had to become accountable for my actions. 150%. I had to become accountable for mm -hmm. everything that I did, said, felt, thought, because I was going to be somebody who was going to be in, in, a, in a public figure, like I'm in a public place. So if I was continuously in check with myself about everything that I did and I owned up to everything that I did, I feel as though nobody could come and tell me any different because I was fully aware of everything that I, that I was doing. So I definitely got myself, like, you know, in a sense, just aware of everything that I do. Um, secondly, I had to leave fear the door. Um, I know that, you know, we come from, everybody comes from a home, and I was raised um, by a single mom, and she kind of just, she's very to the point. And <laughs> there is no sugarcoating. But she also protected me a lot. So in a sense, I had to get out of that because I have to experience the world. And if this wasn't going to work out, I knew that it could backfire on me. And I knew that, you know, the public couldn't have liked me or perhaps I was going to be called a phony or something along those lines. But I knew that if I didn't do this, if I lived in fear, if I let fear like run my life, I would live in regret forever. And I probably wouldn't be on this podcast with you right now. So definitely I, I left fear behind. And I just embrace the queen I am. <laughs> I just, I was just like, you know what? You are a queen and this is what you want to do. And this is what you're going to say. And whoever doesn't like it can unfollow, block, or not <laughs> listen it. to me at all. But this is what, this is what I know. I know how to pull you out of a dark hole. I know how to make you into a better person. And I know I can give you tools to make you succeed in any situation that you're in. But I got to believe in myself to teach you that. So, and I, I say to myself every day, I'm a queen. And I just, <laughs> I just keep it moving. Um, despite the crown slipping. And I, I pick it up and put it right back on. Um, so, definitely, I, those are the top three things that I did to, um, to launch myself. So, how, do you, how did you develop accountability? How did you specifically overcome fear? You know, what were some of those specific steps that, that you took? Well, funny funny that you say accountability. I was actually, like, overweight um, at one point in my life. And be, yeah, yeah, oh. I know, funny, right? You, you, don't, you don't sense that. You don't sense that for me because it was, no, in a sense, I had, to, I had to become accountable for what I was eating because I knew that what I was eating wasn't healthy. Mm -hmm. And I had to change it. Mm -hmm. I had to change it. And nobody in the world could have made the change but myself. You can go to all the expensive, you know, gym memberships. You can get a trainer. You can do everything. And this applies for everything, really. You want to learn, like, anything you want to do, nobody can do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. And you have to become accountable yourself for everything that you're doing. So definitely being overweight and being in that kind of slump helped me realize what my actions were and what I was doing that got me to that place. Um, I definitely don't try to make my, like, what I do about weight loss because there's tons of people that focus on that right now, um, and, and they always have, 
but I feel as though with the way I looked at it was emotionally. It's the emotion. It's the feeling. That's what gets you to the bad spot. It's how you feel and how you treat yourself. Um, let it be anything across the board. So definitely being overweight made me accountable. Absolutely. Because I had to look in the mirror and, and see a hard truth. And um, I, I had to get myself together in a sense. And, and it wasn't even for everybody thinks that you want to lose weight because you want to look like J-Lo. Um, shout out to J-Lo too when she hears this. Um, but, it, <laughs> you know, I have hope. I'm going to meet her one day. But um, I do, I'm such a J-Lo fan. But, um, you know, we, we all want to – she's 50 and fabulous, but hello. Um, but she, she – doesn't she look great? I was just like – and she's somebody that's forever relevant to my – I need 10 minutes of business lessons yeah. from her. But um, I've probably learned so much. But nonetheless, no, it, um, it definitely helped me become accountable with my actions, just that alone. And for the fact that yeah. I did it by myself, I didn't um, – sorry, Beth. I didn't <laughs> uh, seek a trainer or any of that. I Googled it, YouTube did mm -hmm. it, and just, just got up and did it. Um, and the fact of leaving, leaving fear behind, that was hard to do, um, especially because I, I felt that I was sheltered. A lot, but I had to let fear go in order to become the best version of myself because I deserve to live a fearless life. I felt like I did, and I felt that as though the person that I was was nowhere near the person that I wanted to be, and fear was not part of the new me. So it needed to be let go. Not to say that I don't get scared now. Oh God, I get scared over everything. Um, but <laughs> it's just like a three minute thing now. I'm just like, okay. Well, this is going to be scary. You don't know what you're doing, but let's go do it anyways. And I just, I leave it behind because it's kind of my radar that tells me that I'm, that I'm on the right path. Because the minute that you fear, that you start feeling fear, it's just the old you trying to hold you back and letting you be the best person. So definitely, I, it, it sounds selfish in a sense because it's all about me, 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 me. But it really has to be about you because if it isn't, then it won't stick. Um, the change won't stick. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's kind of like when you're in an airplane, what, what do they first tell you? They say, put on your own mask first, because you're no good to the guy next to you if you're dead. And um, so it comes across as selfish, but I don't think it's really that selfish. I, I think it's um, I think it's you looking out for yourself in such a way where you can start looking out for people uh, around you at wow. at your top game at a hundred percent versus just you being there and sort of just not giving it your all because you you're just not mentally or physically there so i definitely agree with that for sure and it's really interesting too that you mentioned the weight loss because my friend darcy actually went through a dramatic transformation as well i mean i think she lost like 90 pounds and uh, she got me into plant-based eating and so I'm not 100% there, but I, I want to say I'm like 80 to 90% there. I still have pizza every now and then, <laughs> but uh, it's changed my life. I mean, I have more energy and I, I feel better. I, I lost all of my acne and um, it's, uh, it's just been great. I mean, it gave me more confidence for sure. And I wasn't overweight. I was always very skinny, but... Uh, now I just have to eat more in order to maintain the, my weight, but, but I just feel great, you know, and I can't even imagine how you feel. I mean, I'm sure I, I can understand why, uh, how fear played a role in 
you becoming more accountable to your to your goals because while you are developing accountability towards weight loss you're also developing that that confidence while simultaneously letting go of that fear and so it was sort of like a simultaneous action that took place there i think that's super interesting actually congrats by the way because that's that's huge and, and it's also very personal as well so thank you for sharing that Oh, you're welcome. You know, I kind of just came out naturally. I don't, I don't really talk about it as much. Um, it's not that I try to hide it, but I feel as though there's, it's not, it's not in the sense, everything about me. So definitely, you you got it here first uh, with me. I don't really talk about my weight loss and things like that. And when people that have known me for so long, they see me, they, some a some people just like Hannah, is that you? Um, and and secondly. They, they try to ask me, like, you know, how did you do it and everything. And I, just, I don't like to talk about it in a sense because I feel it's so personal. And people just, they go right for the looks. Oh, well, you look great. I'm like, how about you ask how I feel? Like, I just, the whole, how everything about weight loss, just the whole approach to it by society bothers me so much that even when I see somebody that has done a drastic change, I don't even say, wow, you look great. I say, how do you feel? Because that's how I would like to be approached, right? Um, so definitely, it weight loss did play a huge part in, in what I did and what I'm doing. But it also opened up another door of, it, it's kind of like a sense, like I can sense when somebody doesn't doesn't feel their best. It's, it's just weird. I can't explain it to you, but like I can just, I read in between lines, I read in between like, like how they're feeling. And I just ask them something and they just look at me like, wow, how'd you know that? I'm like, I don't know. I just do, and it's scary. So stop. But um, definitely, it, it, and good congratulations to your to your colleague Darcy for the ninety pounds. That's huge. Um, I think in total, I probably lost like forty. I think. Eh. That's that's still that's still a good amount. Though. Yeah, it was. I didn't even know I could do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, really? But it, and now I can't use. Right now I'm all here. I'm like I. Now I'm trying to balance. Um, that's a whole other ball game. That's another podcast. But um. <laughs> Well, well, let me ask you this. How do you feel about the weight loss? You know what? I, I feel content with myself. I finally um, I finally feel like the original Hannah, if that makes any sense to you. Um, kind of like the one that I had with, that had dreams, that I had hopes, that, you know, was, I've always been a hustler by nature. I've always moved. Um, but I feel like it's more now because now that I've been able to prove, I guess, to myself, that I could do anything I wanted. Now it's time to show the world that they can do anything they want. Um, so it's definitely been empowering, if you ask me. And if I had to go back and do it all over again, I would do it the exact same way. Love it. The exact same. Love way. the confidence. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, earlier and you. Uh, you uh, go ahead. No, I said that enough. The confidence just comes with it. Like it, mm -hmm. that's always been there. <laughs> Sometimes too much. <laughs> No, it's okay though. I mean, it's it. It feels good to have confidence. You know, it's it's uh, it's an empowering feeling. Uh, earlier, you you mentioned that uh, you you were talking about Daniel uh, Goldberg, and he he's a really interesting guy too. I've researched him as well, and uh, one of the things you brought up was on self awareness, and um, I think self awareness is incredibly incredibly critical to the steps leading up to our personal growth. Uh, how do you 
how do you distinguish between your positive and negative emotions? And at what point did you develop the courage to pursue your passion? Ooh, that was a, that was a double, that was a double question. Okay, now I like this. this is fun. <laughs> yeah, I can ask it again. Give it to me again. Let mm -hmm. me hear it again. Okay, all right, all right. So, how do you distinguish between your positive and negative emotions? And at what point did you develop the courage to pursue your passion? Okay, so my negative and positive emotion, I my radar now has gotten really good. And the minute I start feeling sorry for myself, so I start like, oh, it's okay. You you didn't do that well because you don't really have experience editing, Hannah. And you know what? Why are you even trying this? And then I catch myself. I was like, hey. You're trying this out because you need to, and you're doing this because the world needs to hear your message. And I kind of just, I catch myself. It doesn't last as long as it would. I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that before I'd be in those moods for days. Um, but now it's, it's kind of a bit faster that I just, I catch it. Like I catch it because my mood instantly changes and my, my demeanor changes when I start feeling negative and like everything just, just irritates me and I'm not in a good mood and sometimes you know it's okay not to be in a good mood but I catch myself and I check in with myself I'm like okay what's really going on and I I mentally check in and I check in with myself make sure that I'm hydrated make sure that I that I ate um make sure that I'm taking care of myself and that is kind of what's helped me it's it's kind of like my own little like it's a radar that is on all the time sometimes I don't want it to be on but it's on and <laughs> It, it helps me definitely determine if I'm in a good mood or if I'm if I'm being negative. And what helps me pursue my husband is 150% my husband. Um, I've been married for seven years, and he's always supporting me to tell me to go pursue my like my dreams. And I always thought that he was lying. Well, whatever, you just have to say that because you're married to me, and you know you've known me for like 10 years now, and that's all you want to say to me. And everything that I do. He's always right next to me. And I, I used to take it for granted before, but now I realize that he he's the reason why I started pursuing my passion because all the advice that I give him, he takes. And he's done phenomenal things in his life. And um, I'm, I'm really proud of him. And he, he's always like that cheerleader telling me to just keep going. And, you know, everybody wants to listen to you. And he, he's the motivator to the motivator. And I, I thank him 150% for literally everything he does. That platform runs because of him. <laughs> he, he gets me up and um, he pumps me up and he tells me what I, not what I need to do, but he's just like, are, are we doing this right now, Hannah? Or are you just going to go out there and change the world? And I'm like, world domination. And um, <laughs> I'm really, yeah, he's great. I'm really grateful for him. Um, he's, he's probably the person that's helped me pursue the passion because he, whenever I think I'm going that I'm crazy or anything like that, he's just like, you know, I think this is a brilliant idea. And I launch it. I go ahead and I launch it. So definitely he's he's behind the motivator, beside the motivator, all of the above. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's always really interesting to me when I when I study people or just talk to people who are doing really well and then asking them enough questions to the point where they start to reveal how they actually ended up pursuing their passion or whatever it is that they do. And there's usually someone behind that. There's always, you know, a wife or a husband or a mentor 
uh, someone who just believed in them and said, hey, you know what? I know you're I know you don't see yourself as this person, but I, I have a vision of you. I see the vision and it's really big and I think you could actually do this. Let's let's start working on this. I know you don't see it now, but let's start working on them and, and let's see where this ends up. You know, let's see how this unfolds itself. And um, I I like that your your husband is listening to you as well and taking your advice as well because you do have great advice. So I I might have to uh, interview your husband as well, get his feedback. <laughs> <laughs> he is, you know what? If you can get him on the mic, I kudos <laughs> to you. He is so shy. Um, I'm really like outgoing, and he's more of like the quiet. Um, demeanor and um, it's funny because I told him I'm like you know I, I want to have you as, as as a guest on my podcast and I was like can I send you a formal invite this was a conversation and he's like mm, I don't know what am I gonna say I don't know if people want to hear from me he's like come back to me in three months I'm like wow so <laughs> he said yeah he gave me a timeline he's like mm, let me think about it in three months <laughs> I I love it though I mean I mean he's serving a purpose in your life and uh, I, you know, it's interesting that he's also the shy and quiet kind of person. I've noticed that a lot of the people that I see who are very out there and just very outspoken used to be very introverted people. And uh, so, hey, you never know. I mean, this guy could do something pretty big in the next, you know, three months or uh, maybe even sooner. But I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. You've been married for that long as well. It's not always very common. Uh, especially these days. So congrats to you guys for sure. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I got, we got married uh, super young. So he's, we've kind of, we've grown up together. So it's, mm -hmm. to me, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't feel that marriage is for everybody, but it's definitely the decision that I decided to take. And it's mm -hmm. probably the smartest thing I've ever done. Um, just because we, we balance each other out so well. Um, but it, it's also a lot of like hard work and, compromising and dedication yeah it's i call it a never-ending date some days i come home i'm like you're still here <laughs> what are you doing here which i know really um <laughs> we joke around a lot but it's definitely something that that for me is is a huge accomplishment it, and i always put my marriage first and I, before anything i do i always consult him and just hear his feedback and sometimes he says it's not a very good idea and i do it anyways and i find out it's not but you know i <laughs> i always like just talking you have to keep talking and if the talking stops then there's an issue so um I've, and i'm a talker so you always know what's on my mind all the time <laughs> so so how does that work with you guys i mean you're you're developing i mean i know that you've already developed certain emotional qualities to get to where you are now but as a couple how do you guys build each other up is there a process that you take with building each other up, that's a that's a good one. With I find that he was me like I'm more like him now because he's a very when we when we first got married I was extremely reserved. I would want to say some things not to offend somebody, and I would kind of be like you know how I was brought up to be polite and you know if I didn't really like something I wouldn't say anything about it. I would just kind of let it slide and. Over the years, he's kind of empowered me to just say what I want. Um, so because he's very, he's very quiet and reserved. But when he has to say something, the whole entire room listens to him. Like it's just I'm like, why do you do that, man? And <laughs> he just doesn't say much. But when he does, every everybody listens to him. I'm like, 
but I'm here talking all day, don't listen to me. Um, so he's definitely somebody that that is just so calm and, and he's so giving, such a giving person. And he's kind of given that to me, but I've inserted my hustle and my move. Like, let's go. Um, yeah, that that was me. Like I've I've kind of he says it himself, before he met me, he was like la 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 in life. And then when he met me, I was like, focus. What do you want? How are we gonna get there? What do you need to do? And I'm I'm that to him, but he's more of the, well, you know, Hannah, you can do whatever you want. And I I'm rules and regulations and no rules and life works like this. And that, that's kind of how we we balance each other out in a sense. I give him a dose of reality, and he just empowers me to do whatever I want. And and sometimes he's he has gotten questioned in the past, like, you know, how do you deal with her? She's so outspoken. She's so happy. She's always dancing. And you know, how do you deal with all that? And he's he says that the more you restrain a person, the more they're prone to want to do what you don't want them to do. So if you just let the person be themselves, then they'll always be happy and content next to you because you're not stopping them from being their true self, um, which I think is important. I think it's definitely important that you just let your your partner be who they want to be and you have to be supportive, supportive of that because we're not the same people that got married eight years ago. We're not. Um, we, we've changed, we've grown, we've, we've developed, we've changed jobs, careers, everything along the way, but there's always that mutual admiration and, and love for all our changes. And I think that's the key because I always hear, oh, well, he's not the same. Well, duh. <laughs> Would you want him to stay the same with no, no growth? <laughs> so definitely that, that's kind of us. Um, I, I'm blessed to have grown up with him though. I keep saying that because we, we got married so young that I, I guess you can say we were, we were too dumb to know. And so <laughs> we, we kind of just, we grew up with each other and we grew together. I, I make sure that it's together. Like, everything that we do is is together. He's my best friend. I go everywhere with him. Literally, when somebody invites me somewhere, they know I'm bringing him. Because they don't even have to say anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Daniel's coming, right? Like, when I don't go places with him, the whole world is in shock. Where's Daniel? I was like, oh, my God. Okay. Gosh, I exist, too. Please, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you guys uh, distinguish between a convenient decision and a right one? Ah, that is a very good one. Um, I feel like as though he's, he's, he always has the right decision, even though he will probably listen to this and be surprised, but his decisions are always the right one. But I always try to make him change his scope and see, well, Daniel, if we go this way, this and that and that, and this can happen. Uh, but if we just go the right way, look, it's going to take forever to get that outcome. <laughs> But um, I don't convince him. But he lets me. He at least lets me prove, like, say my point. Um, but he's mostly. If you would say who's the decision maker, like who makes the right decisions, would be him. Um, even though he likes to like lie to me and say that I make all the decisions here. I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. I get nothing. Um, <laughs> nothing here. But um, I'm quite the dramatic. He's very over me. And um, but yeah, that's. I always, I always trust his, his compass. Because he's just smarter in so many more areas than I am. Yeah. So you guys balance each other out. I mean, he has his qualities where he's really good. You have yours, and you just kind of complement each other. Yeah, we we've been called the yin and yang a lot. Um, I like. That. Yeah, we we do get called that a lot, and we don't 
in a sense, there's no... The, the one good thing about him is he doesn't have the male ego. I do. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I've, been to, I've been trying to, like, diminish it. Right? Nobody <laughs> has to have the ego around here. Well, so someone he has to. So that really helps. <laughs> that really does help. <laughs> Somebody needs to have an ego around here. Uh, I love it. <laughs> so did you involve other people aside from your from your husband into pursuing your your passion? And and if so, how did you actually do that? I actually did not. Um, in a sense, he's he's my he's my rock, and anything I do, I run by him. And I've learned now over the years that anybody else's decision doesn't matter to me. Um, I know it sounds harsh. But initially, I have to ensure that my unit, my family is good, and he's my family. So everything that I do, as long as it's okay with him, I'm okay. And a lot of my ideas and a lot of my like dreams and hopes seem to be like outrageous for most people. So I try, yeah, I try not to, in a sense, share them if you're not like-minded, like if you don't think the same. Um, just because, then they'll, for instance, my podcast idea. Um, I've been toying with that. I I bought a microphone in November. And you see when I launched my first episode in March. And literally before then, it was summertime. Like it was July when I started contemplating the idea of one. And when I mentioned it to somebody, they said to me, well, you have to be very intelligent about one subject. I was like, come on. No, you don't. I said, you don't. I'm like, you can learn along the way. And then that happens. But that, that one comment delayed me from doing from getting a mic to November. So this is why I try not to, after that, like I, after that, I try not to share what I'm doing, what my next move is with really anybody. Um, I do have a mentor. She's amazing. And um, I do share my ideas with her and she, she thinks I'm going to be a millionaire. So I, I share everything with her. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, you really do. And um, <laughs> I share all my ideas with her. You are a millionaire. But you see, now we're friends. <laughs> No, we're totally friends. You are a millionaire. You have a great family. You have a great career. You're emotionally intelligent. You're 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 on top already. <laughs> you know what? I like that. I'm gonna take it and run with it. Do it. Um, Do it. But definitely, that's definitely who I share with um, mm-hmm. them too. And then other than that, I just I just do it because I can't live with the fact of knowing what could have happened. I just can't. Yeah. I literally can't. It, it just, it will bother mm-hmm. me. I know I'm going to be 50, and I'm going to be sitting there, and, oh, man, I wonder if I'm going to that podcast. So I just have to <laughs> that, that is literally one of my biggest fears. It's just thinking to myself, well, 50 years from now, where could I be if I don't do this? Versus where could I be if I do do this? And I just weighed the outcomes. I'm like, I just got to do this. <laughs> I got to do this. It's going to drive me crazy. And um, I like that for sure. I can definitely relate to that at all for sure. So I, I wanted to ask you though, do you vis- do you regularly visit your de- uh, decisions that you've made in the past as, as valid and wise, or do you just make the decision and just never look back? I kind of make the decision and never look back. Um, I am um, every I'm a person that now now think that everything that I've decided to do, whether it went horribly, trust me, there's some things I'm like, oh my god, Hannah, um, that went horribly or that have succeeded, there's always been a huge learning lesson. Huge. Um, so I kind of just, I 
I go with my gut, I make the decision, and I just go. My uncle, um, who's like my, my father figure, he described me as fearless um, in multiple occasions because he he said that he's never seen somebody my age just do what they do without really contemplating if I could fail because I feel as though when I when you do something, just the simple fact that you're doing it, you're a winner because so many people just leave that idea in their head and never do it. And you know, wait years and years, and then one day it's gonna be on TV. Your idea, mm-hmm. um, and you're gonna wish you started it. So I, I just, I make the decision and I move forward. There's some things that I wish I wouldn't have done, probably, but they make me better, <laughs> better people. I've, like I've, I've learned. That's another podcast. Yes, please. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Let's write in the calendar. Um, definitely, you should do an episode of that because that's just. Wow. So much. Regrets. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's rough. You know, I, I work with a lot of, uh, people who are in uh, drug addiction mm. and it's just, it's a mess, you know, it's a mess. And, uh, some of these people just don't, they just live their lives, never really making any decisions. And so they're never really alive and they're only, they're only, um, their only high is just looking forward to doing the drug and then actually getting high. And so, you know, these, these people need to learn how to make valid and wise decisions. Uh, but I think everyone's also a little bit differently too, because some, uh, personality goes into it a lot as well. You know, some people can, can definitely make decisions and they just know in their heart that it's the right decision not out of arrogance they just know in their heart it's the right decision and they go with it and uh sometimes with other decisions you know you kind of look back all right was this the right decision if if not you know how can i do this a little bit differently Mm -hmm. uh the next time so that i'm not falling back into that trap but i think that um i think you make a really good point as well with with uh the comments you just made for sure and that's really beautiful that you work with with um, people that battle with addictions. That's something that's definitely near and dear to me, and um, it's it's a good job what, what you do. It's fun. You said something about regrets, and when I had applied, I'll tell you one regret that I have right now. When I applied to college, I had applied to be an abused women and children's counselor, and I got into the program, and I rejected it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And I went into um, business and, and hotel, like hotel business. And I didn't pursue that. And now, almost 10 years later, here I am giving advice. You see? I wish I would have gone that route because it would have probably, what I'm doing now would have probably happened earlier. Um, but anyways, funny. I just thought I'd share with you guys that. So definitely that's one thing I wish I would have taken. It would have been. It would have fulfilled me much more than the route that I decided to take. Yeah. Um, in the long run, anyways. So were you just not at a point in your life where you really just had those 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 emotional qualities that you needed in order to pursue your passion, or did you just not really fully understand what was your passion, and so you did, you know, hospitality management? I didn't truly understand what was my passion, and I did what any young person does and followed the money. Um. And I knew that I could, I could, I knew that I could make really good money in hotel business, um, just by sales and, and all that stuff. And I knew the money was there, but you know, time passes by and you realize that money isn't everything. 
and um, it kind of, like, I wasn't emotionally developed yet. I wish I was, um, because now I, I'm toying with, like, I'm, like, learning all by, like, not by myself, but, like, I'm, I'm reading articles and things like that and, and talking to like-minded people and kind of just figuring it out, but if I would have taken that program in that road, I would have ended up in psychology for sure. Um, just because I, I always knew in the back of my mind that that's what I really wanted to do. But um, I didn't, I guess I was, there's fear. I was probably scared. I was probably scared to pursue it. But did you go into hospitality management primarily because you liked the idea of serving other people? Yes. Also, in addition to the money? Yes. Okay. Because that, it's really interesting you mentioned that as well, because I, I also worked in hospitality management, and um, I initially went into it because I just liked serving other people. I liked building other people up, but I wasn't yet at a point where I realized that coaching was really my passion, and so it took several years for me to figure that out and just kind of, you know, obviously evolve and grow within that process, but... I initially I, I was going for hospitality management as well and, and I ended up switching to marketing which I hated and and then I switched again to uh, uh, English literature which I love because I love writing and um, speaking and and you know, writing allowed me to develop those uh, those skills but it, it's uh, certainly a, a learning process for sure. I think that, uh, you know, not everyone, I, so, some people are just, for example, some people are just born patient. They just have patience with them. Other people like myself, I, I had to learn how to develop patience. I wasn't always patient. And, um, but you just kind of grow and you, you figure out what you want specifically and what needs to happen in order to achieve that. And you go from there and, this is this is the product you know we have advice from Hannah <laughs> here you are you know the finished product and you're still evolving I am definitely I love this evolving this evolving stage and it's funny that you mentioned patience because I buy patience um, tell me what story you got it from but it's definitely something that I might my, my husband's way more patient than I am and um, it's something I'm developing now because I feel as though without it I won't reach my end goal so I need to be patient and and I've always been humble but I need to be just patient and, and be kinder to myself and not the hustle and hustle of me will always be there but I need to like learn that I don't have to do 500 things at the same time <laughs> which I, I do a lot still um so definitely I need to kind of be, become more patient and, and do that but it's that's so funny that you said you did hospitality and you did all that but I would have never See, with the with the mindset that I have now, I would have changed it. I would have changed my major. But the mindset I had back then, it was like, well, no, you started this and you have to finish it, no matter what. Um, so that's kind of where that led me. I, I did have a wonderful time, though, in the hospitality world. Beautiful. Probably like my, yeah, beautiful. I had so much fun. Um, but it initially, it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted. So, Hannah, if... Today were your last day on earth. What are the top th uh, three decisions you would make and why? The top three decisions I would make regarding just like my life or just like things I would do? Uh, anything. Okay. Anything. I would go to um, Paris with my husband because I've always wanted to go there. The second thing would be is I would eat whatever I wanted. Like no, mm -hmm. no, no shame or anything. 
And the third one, if I could do absolutely anything, is I would go back to my younger self and hug myself. Like, hug that kid. Um, yeah, after I ate everything in Starbucks. Um, I would want to go back in time. <laughs> I would want to go back in time and just hug hug smaller Hannah and just tell her that she was going to be all right. Um, definitely, I would want to do that. I would want to go see see her and just make sure she's good. Nice. Well, she turned out great. So right. maybe uh, maybe if you go back in time and change things, it might mess up the course. This is or it might make it greater. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? She was she was great. I, I love that kid. I, I have a picture of me as a kid in my wallet. <laughs> um, I do. I'm like, look at me. That was cute. Um, so definitely. All right. Well, we have uh, we have some guest questions here. So mm. one of the one of the questions that was asked on Instagram was. How does someone determine where their EQ is so they can figure out where to start working on improvements? That is a good one. I would definitely suggest to them self-discovery. Um, start journaling your thoughts and how you feel in, in your goals. Um, that will definitely, you can see it on paper, um, exactly where you are like emotionally and speak and seek out um, mentorship or coaching with somebody that is doing what you want to or is at a level of emotional intelligence that you want to get to and show them all, look, I've written this out. This is what I want to do. How can we get there? Um, that's what I would suggest them to do. Okay. And the other question is, how do you deal with someone with little or no emotional intelligence? I would be patient. I know you mentioned the word patient before, but I would be patient and just show them so much love um, and, and affection and understanding until they understand that I'm here to stay and that I want to make this work but they have to find the work and develop themselves to to the best version of, of them and I'll be here until you can do that um, and just support you that's what I would do I would say but then again I'm I'm too loyal at times but I, I would stand by them and just <laughs> and just help help them figure it out yeah, you know that that's a really interesting question to me too, because I was thinking about that when I when you know they posted it on Instagram, and I thought I thought how I would answer that question, and I thought, well, I like what you said about journaling because I think journaling is really really important. But the other thing too that I would add to that is, uh, what what are your goals specifically? I mean, do you want to be a a phenomenal public speaker well if so what needs to happen for you to become that do you need to go to toastmasters do you need to work on your confidence uh what what is it that you need to work on specifically so that you can be that phenomenal public speaker and so i would say definitely figure out what your goals are because once you know what your goals are then you can start working on the specific emotional qualities needed in order to achieve that goal and then, but in that process, definitely journal because you, you're in that process of self-discovery and figuring things out. And then also it's a way for you to, to sort of just build character. You're, you're seeing yourself on paper and then you're allowed the ability to comment and make, make different decisions based on uh, past decisions that you've made so that you can ultimately achieve that, that specific goal. That is super cool. And I, you, you just added, oh. see, that's why all you guys need to reach out to him because he just took me to church, um, literally, with his answer. Um, 
that's definitely it's true you have to narrow down exactly what it is that you want but sometimes people don't know what they want and they just want everything um so <laughs> definitely writing down everything that you want and then kind of what i did was i wrote everything i wanted down and then i circled the things that were like and then i kind of went from there um and then i realized i just wanted to be over like we'll get into that another day <laughs> oh god no i was gonna ask you how do you feel about about the one with the lower iq what do you think about that? About the lower IQ? I, I again, I would just, uh, I, I mean, I think patience is great for sure because you definitely want to be patient, kind, and loving to other people as well. Uh, if you're angry and bitter, it just really just doesn't serve them or yourself. Uh, but, but someone with uh, no, uh, very little emotional intelligence, uh, again, I, I go back to the goals because if you're, for example, if you're hiring someone to do a specific job for, uh, you know, X company and, uh, they're just not, they just don't know how to, for example, hospitality, you know, if you're hiring someone to work at the front desk, but they don't really know how to, um, how to communicate in such a way that's both conversational, but also, task oriented because you, you obviously need to check them in, get, get, get the process started, but you need to have that conversation. You need to build that report. Can they build that report? Uh, if they don't, if they don't know how to do that, that might be an issue for, mm -hmm. you know, for, uh, for, for the quota, whatever that quota is for, for that particular department. And, uh, but the thing I would add to add is, are they are they teachable can can you teach them to build rapport because if they don't have the capacity to build rapport but they can be taught it then that's great but if you're looking at someone who uh, can't be taught and also doesn't have that that capacity to build rapport then at that point you know i mean you might want to look at helping them find a job that is more in line with their with their core values and their passion and then you know potentially filling that role with someone else yeah but that's kind of how i would uh, approach someone with little emotional intelligence again it really just depends on the role itself because if we're being very general it's it's hard to it's hard to say i mean it's hard to say if you're being very general but it's it's easier when you're more specific about well what specifically are do you have little emotional intelligence towards does that make sense mm-hmm yeah, that totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, and I definitely want to thank you for sure. I mean, you've been great. Um, I wanted to ask you, if someone wanted to get in touch with you about uh, either coaching or or maybe even doing uh, uh, webinars, uh, speaking, anything speaking related, what would be the best way for them to get in touch with you? Oh, well. Um, thank you for having me on. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can definitely send me an email at advicefromhannah.gmail.com or reach out to me through social media. My Instagram handle is advicefromhannah and just send me a quick note DM and we can definitely talk further about what it is that you that you need or how we can make you a better person. Those would be my two handles. Or if not, tell Sergio to knock, reach out to me. <laughs> um, just like, hey, Sergio, call Hannah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I will. I would definitely say that. <laughs> All right. Well, Hannah, it's been a pleasure. And um, thank you so much for being on our podcast.
You're welcome, and thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. I hope this happens again, but next time I'll be asking. <laughs> Love it. All right. And if you would like to learn more about us and our services, please visit thinkintentional.com and remember to subscribe on iTunes for our latest podcast episodes.